Hello, gentlemen. As you know, you've been selected to be part of the focus group to help decide the name of the new Fast and Furious movie. In front of you are two buttons, a green button and a red button. So we're gonna tell you some potential titles. If you like the title, press the green button. And if you don't like it, press the red button. Does that make sense? <laughs> Let's go. Number one, fast ten your seatbelts. Ugh. Ugh. Number two, blast from the fast. Mm -mm. Oh no. Number three, furious. But the I and the O are the number ten. Oh, I like that. Number four, the last of the furious. Ooh. Number five, ghost of girlfriends fast. Uh, oh. Number six, The Furious Legacy, colon, The Fast Saga. Oh, whoa. Number seven, Little B Rising, Look Who's Fast Now. Eh. Number eight, Car Wars, The Fast Jedi. I don't know that the internet's going to like that one. No, I get it. Number nine, The Devil Wears Fast Saga. Number 10, Furious George. Like the monkey. <laughs> and finally, number 11, Fast X. <gasps> Wait, guys, like only press at one time. Okay, I understand you like the Fast X title, but the system is overloading. I'm going to keep pressing it. Guys, seriously, stop. It's not rigged to accept this much positive feedback. I think it can handle it. Please, it's going to explode. I don't care. You guys, I don't want to die! We ranking movies starring Vin Diesel And doing it in a way that is super official Peer reviewed, our ranking system is unmatched Science will prove if critics better than pitch black This is backed by facts, analytics at the center Scientifically accurate, not a bunch of banter Experts in our field, this just makes our rankings better It's the Diesel system with your host Christian and Spencer Welcome to The Diesel System, a scientific study that analyzes the films and the roles of the most enigmatic goddamn movie star of all time, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. My name is Christian, joined here as always by Spencer. <laughs> Gang, this is the season two finale. What a run. This has been an incredible season of The Diesel System. A lot of good science has gotten done over these past eight episodes. And this season was not without its surprises and its triumphs. We have a new number one movie on the ranking. We also started expanding out into the peripheries of Vin Diesel, touching on the music and the video games and his name. And it seems only fitting that we wrap up season two with the most recent Vin Diesel movie that came out. Because today, gang, we're finally doing... Fast X. Dominic Toretto. You destroyed my family. And now, you'll have to watch who you love most die. He's coming for you with everything. What's the plan, Dom? I'm not sure anymore. Dad, this is your last ride. You made one mistake. You never took my car. Rated PG-13, only in theaters May 19th. 
So this is the second time you and I have seen this movie, Christian, but it's Ulyssa's first time because she was on assignment over at the Cannes Film Festival. But that's why we didn't cover the show the weekend it came out. We did go see this at the Chinese Theater in a, uh, I would say, relatively packed house. A moderately packed house. But then we went and saw it now, I think, two weeks after release, right? Mm -hmm. And it was still a pretty packed house in a smaller theater, at a normal theater. But yes, it was still popping off in the theater. And people were reacting to the movie big. I know. Well, it's our second time seeing it. Alyssa, it was your first time. You just got out of Fast X. How are you? What's what, how, has, has your brain settled? Or no. Is it still... Is it still vibrating my brain is vibrating i'm sweating i don't know i think i don't feel well after it i was not ready i was not ready but, but i am ready to talk about it i ready to f just let the movie flow out of you i think you really love this movie which is a, a great i love when we see a movie and just like everybody is like on the same page with i it. loved it I told the guys this might be my favorite Fast and Furious movie now. Whoa. There's a lot of white guys in their 40s on the internet who would take exception with you saying that, Ulyssa. I think this movie actually has been a little divisive in the... Um in the uh, in the white community, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I think the movie was pretty. Uh, it was pretty fifty-fifty. I'll say that the first time I saw it, I felt like I was like a good sport, and I was like trying to be very much to be in on it. I had some criticisms, and the second time I watched it, I just had a good fucking time. <laughs> yeah, the exact same. The quality of the movie increased upon second viewing, which is almost never the case for me. I usually go. Eh, you know, I got caught up in the hype with the first viewing. No, I saw it, yeah, literally at the same theater where they, like, premiered The Wizard of Oz and <laughs> and the second viewing at the mall, yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting blown away by this movie the second time, more so than the first. But whether you loved it or hated it, there's a lot to unpack in Fast X. There is revenge. There is intrigue explosions there, there's a lot of lavender there's a lot of explosions uh and there's a lot of surprises and child endangerment oh yeah, yeah. That, that's a that's a well, that's not a first for the franchise <laughs> it kind of is not well no because little b was in danger since he was born so yeah never. as a baby the life of a toretto has never been easy <laughs> and it perhaps has never been harder than in 2023 the year of our lord when fast x takes place Fast X your seatbelts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the joke everybody was waiting for them to make. I'm proud of them for not even getting close to touching that joke with the title of this movie. I love the title of this movie. Ugh, it continues an amazing trend that this franchise has, which is utter disregard for its, uh, its naming convention. We like to do this fun thing on the show. Speaking of the title. We did this on our Furious 7 episode, and this has become our new tradition every time a new Fast film is covered on the show, where we pay homage to the obnoxious naming convention of the Fast and Furious franchise. I'm looking, of course, at our producer, Ulyssa Morales, who is rolling her eyes and realizing that she perhaps did not prepare for this. God fucking damn it. No, I did not prepare for this. So we like to have a little bit of fun, and we like to do it for a little good over here on the show. As the ultimate tribute to the absolutely bananas naming convention of this franchise that is now 11 movies deep where no one title is the same. Right, Spencer? Correct. They've never followed any sort of sequential order ever, and I love them for it. So we like to play this fun game where we turn the spotlight to our producer, Ulyssa, and you know the rules. We like to see how many of the Fast and Furious movies you can name correct title verbatim in order. And as we did last time, for every 
correct answer you give, we are donating money to the Paul Walker Foundation. Last time we did this, we donated $100. <laughs> uh, this time we will be donating $10 for every title that you get correct. Okay, are, you, are you ready to do this again? You did it last time and you got three. And it seems like you had plenty of time to, to, to bone up on it, to maybe, maybe get to four. But uh, how, are you, uh, how, how are you feeling today? Well, okay, um, let's just get started because I'm, right. just, well, hey, I'm not hey, feeling good about it. <laughs> hey, you know what? Setting the expectations low. That way we can't be disappointed, right? Yeah. But here's hoping for a surprise. Again, the top score is three. I'm, I'm genuinely upset. <laughs> you could have listened back to the last one. Yeah. Also we, also, we talked about this three days ago. <laughs> Did we? We talked about this at dinner three days ago. Fuck. <laughs> Ready to go in. Let's put some dramatic music up. And now, Ulyssa, the name of the first movie in the franchise is... The Fast and the Furious. Ding, ding, ding. There you go. You're on the board, kid. You're on the board. The name of the second Fast and Furious movie is... Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, there you go. $20 going to the Paul Walker Foundation. So far, so good. Now, let's go to the third movie in the franchise. Can we just cheat? Like, can you guys just give me some answers? <laughs> no, I like it more if we don't cheat. I prefer to cheat for good. <sighs> That's admirable, but uh, no. So after 2001's The Fast and the Furious, and then 2003's Too Fast, Too Furious, the third movie is called... The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Then we got it. Okay. 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 Okay, you've made it. You've made it this far. This is exactly where you petered out last time. You banked thirty, going for forty dollars. This is this is where they start to get a little tricky. Fast four. Oh. 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 Now once more, our producer, the producer of the biggest Vin Diesel <laughs> podcast in the world, fuck, has stepped into the bear trap. Nope. That is the fourth <laughs> film Come in this on, franchise. Come on, let me just just pretend I got it. <laughs> Um, hmm. <laughs> so whereas the first one was called The Fast and the Furious, the fourth one is just called Fast and Furious. Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. I think you had the exact same reaction last time we did this too. I don't retain things, I, but I'm yeah. going to have to literally write this down and read it every night before I go to bed because you you guys are done embarrassing me on my own goddamn podcast. <laughs> Listen, that, that concludes our Fast and Furious name Boo. game. We have $30 going to the Paul Walker Foundation. Yay. <laughs> uh, sorry it couldn't be more. Sorry. <laughs> I'll, this, I'll get you more money next time. But this is a game that we will play again uh, very soon. Everybody give it up for Ulyssa. I think trauma is the best teacher. And oh. you guys are traumatizing me every time you do this. <laughs> what happened? The, what happened the first time we played it? Not traumatic enough. <laughs> it wasn't traumatic enough. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. The first time it was like cool that you didn't know, and yeah. now you're a little embarrassed. Now I'm very embarrassed. Yeah. So uh. I think now I'll know that if we're doing a Fast and Furious episode, I need to study. But I've always been a very bad student. So you got to get all of them tattooed so you can keep track. Yeah, I'll keep a list. <laughs> yeah, that's how I remember him. them all. Yeah. Fast and Furious Tokyo Trip. <laughs> <laughs> How about I just jump into the synopsis and then we can go into some initial first reactions and thoughts. Let's do it. <laughs> Over many missions and against impossible odds, Dominic Toretto and his family have outsmarted and outdriven every foe in their path. 
but now. They must confront the most lethal opponent they've ever faced. Fueled by revenge, the terrifying and menacing Dante Reyes emerges from the shadows of the past to shatter Dom's world and destroy everything and everyone he loves and holds dear. Sounds like a good time at the movies. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, and also a good synopsis for the movie, which I think that sometimes the synopses don't capture the movie very well, but this one, it's the nail on the head. Well, I, 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 the fact that you can like be that concise on the 10th installment, actually 11th installment of this franchise is like, okay, it's not that complicated. Don't get me wrong, it is. There was a couple sitting next to us that was talking the entire time, and a lot of it felt like it was like, yeah, that's so-and-so. She was in this. Oh, that's so-and-so. He's the dad, I think. Yeah, Spencer, like, these people would not stop. And not, <laughs> not to mention, too, like, when we left and walked through there, like, where they were sitting, there was popcorn all over the floor. How does that happen? Messy eaters. Are you sure? Wait, you're sure it wasn't just like a horse that we were <laughs> just dipping his face into some popcorn and just spilling it all over it, the place? You're right, Spencer. It might have been. Was that it a horse full grown horse? Well, you got to be careful. We can't anger the horse community. Yeah. <laughs> the equian community. I know. We're going to get canceled. You know who, you know, like, I feel like a horse would go out to this movie to see Jason Momoa and his amazing hair. His oh, mane. he has quite the mane, yeah. Quite the mane, using mane and tail in that thing. It's beautiful. Everything about Jason Momoa is beautiful in this movie, to be honest. Yeah, that's the sort of the big groundbreaking thing now in Fast X. We have a new big bad villain, and it's Jason Momoa playing yeah. Dante you Reyes. You mean Dante. Yeah. Dante. And I think that it shows that a lot of people say that these movies can't do anything new. You know, oh, it's the same thing every time, right? I've never seen this a character like Jason Momoa's in the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, there's never been a gay person in a Fast and Furious <laughs> movie before. Is he gay? He's gay coded. Yeah. I well, it's. I think he might be bi <laughs> because he like. Uh, he I does, think I think there's an argument that every single character in the Fast and Furious franchise could be gay coded. Oh, uh, yeah. No, you guys, we, you're we, confused. He's he's just Brazilian. Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> You remember my father, Hernan Reyes. My father was a horrible man, but I kind of liked him. And you took him from me when you stole our money and left us with nothing but suffering. But Jason Momoa's Dante is really the catalyst for the whole plot of this movie. He's the one who sends the family into disarray and has Dominic Toretto on the back foot the entire time. Now, we're going to launch into the diesel system, and we've done Dominic Toretto before. Now we've established this very unpredictable foe in Dante Reyes. But let's see how Dominic Toretto fares in the diesel system. Spencer, what are we doing here today? Well, the reason we're here is some of our greatest scientific minds have developed a method to assess every movie containing Vin Diesel. Now we're here implementing that system to get a detailed analysis and definitive ranking of every Vin Diesel movie. This is the diesel system. So for the last time this season, we're walking through the diesel system. And we all know diesel starts with D, which stands for dick energy. It's big. Big. It's big. Humongous. I will say, though, that it is a very occupied dick energy. From frame one, Dominic Toretto is really otherwise occupied with saving his family, his friends, the Pope, uh, and the world. <laughs> <laughs> the world at large. Yeah, he doesn't care about anything. He doesn't care about dying. He doesn't care about uh, 
all the money he's lost. Actually, he's never. That's never brought to his attention in the movie that he they lost. So yeah, maybe I think he, he would will be. be upset about yeah. that. Yeah. Wait, you lost all my money? <laughs> oh, that's a part two. It's him just being like, my money. Oh fuck! <laughs> that's you, what this was for. It has to be so expensive to have the same car either like transported internationally every time. Yeah, or, yeah. Like, because every time he has the same car somewhere. It's a tax write off yeah. if I take the same. See, rental. It's like. You know, when you do the math, it's actually not that bad <laughs> to take your car on a spy plane and drop it out. It's big dick energy. That's yeah, for yeah. Sure. We, we know Dominic Toretto is bringing that BDE. Uh, although in this one, uh, I don't think he totally has the time to flaunt it. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, yeah, he's very preoccupied. He, do, he never shows it off. But of course, we, as we know, we put Dominic Toretto through the D of the diesel system many times. And we do know. That dick energy is big, even if he's not wielding it at this time. I could stand behind that. Great. <laughs> I just don't want to stand in front of it. <laughs> well, that takes us to the I in the diesel system, which stands for intelligence, integrity, or intensity. So obviously, every Vin Diesel character has all three of these things, but what is in the highest supply, intelligence, integrity, or intensity? Which one defines the character? And I mean, it's Dominic Toretto. Yeah, we've done we, we've done the Fast and Furious, we've done Furious Seven, and now we're doing Fast X. And each time, it's come out the same. Integrity. It's integrity. Uh, it's just it, it, that's a really important part. That's an integral part of Dominic Toretto is his integrity. Yo, get the fuck out of here. Is integral like part? Is integrity the root word of integral? I think that they share a root is how you would say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, look at that. You learn something new every day. Some English language lessons. Yeah, as all, I mean, you know, integrity is interchangeable with the word family. It's what's important to him. He's an intimidating force. He is very smart, although in this movie, Dante may be a step ahead of him the whole time, but it's Dominic Toretto's love of the people in his life that are, that's being wielded against him and he's being manipulated. Yeah, he gets separated from his family in this movie essentially the entire time. He barely shares any screen time with his family, except like the obviously he's with his son for part of it. But other than that, and also a nice barbecue with his family, other than those two scenes, I don't know how much time Vin Diesel is is hanging out with his family as much as he's talking about them, which, my goodness, they say the word family. I'm not even joking. Probably 30 times in this movie, <laughs> right? We need an official count. Well, I actually have that number for you. Oh. The word family is said 27 times. Holy cow. By- I was like, I always overestimate, but my goodness. Mm-hmm. 27? 27 times by 10 different characters. So everybody's getting in on it. I feel like if I join this cast... My first question is, what car am I driving? And my second question is, do I get to say family? How many times do I get to say family? <laughs> yeah, I heard you said it 27 times last time. Give me one of those. What kind of car would you want to drive? I'm curious now. Listen, I've always loved the Challenger, but Dante's Lavender like muscle car. <laughs> oh, yeah. That thing was pretty slick. Yeah, I want to see you cruise up in that. What's up, guys? Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to race. Yeah, the carpets match the drapes. <laughs> yeah, what did he mean by that? His, his nails... And the car matched. Also, maybe his pubes were yeah, dyed lavender. That's not, yeah, <laughs> carpet matching the drapes. Dyed and scented. <laughs> do you think his pubes are lavender, or do you think he's just saying that because he's crazy? What's crazier? <laughs> What's yeah. crazier, saying it or, or doing it and not showing it? Do you think he's also wearing a scrunchie down there? I mean, if he's working with anything, like he's working with up top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
the topic of Dante Reyes's body hair uh, is perhaps a good transition to get us to the first E of the diesel system, which we all know stands for eroticism. I like the way Ulyssa turned away <laughs> when we did that. She just, I don't even want to see this. Yeah, oh like, yeah like, like radiation. Each time we say eroticism, it slowly is making her weaker and it's killing her from the inside. <laughs> yeah. Do not look the eroticism directly into the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will. It'll uh, vaporize. You just lose your eyesight. It's like the sun. I'm Listen, trying my best. We've seen Spencer, you and me have seen this twice. Alyssa, you saw it for the first time today. I thought of it the first time I saw it, and now I'm thinking of it the second time I saw it. In terms of eroticism, I got to throw it back to Indiana Jones's uh, child sidekick short round, who famously said the words, there's no time for love, Dr. Jones. Except there is time for love in this movie, very briefly. There's no time for love. There's no time there, for love. There's, there's one scene yes. where it's about to go down, and then what happens? Uh, a wounded super spy lands at their front door and is like, help, I've been yeah. shot by this guy. You know Dom is there. He's thinking, you know, at least one part of his mind is thinking like, I mean, I was about to get some just now. I could I mean, kill you. Yeah. So let's talk about the scene. Let's talk about the one uh, scene of eroticism in this okay, movie. Okay, yes, because I think it's worth it's worth diving into... To say there's no no time, there was time. They were making time. Spencer's like, there's always just, time. Yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, you don't you hear me, like, Christine, there's always time. For those 10 seconds, <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> so Dom, he, is, he literally says the magic words that parents say. Roll, roll it back. Set up the scene. Okay. So Dom puts his son to bed. Dom goes up to the bedroom with Letty. And he says... The magic word that parents say when it's time to have sex, which is, the kid's asleep. That's what they're signaling in that's when he says that. Yeah, and they it, listen. I, it mean, I think that's as erotic as it gets for a parent. <laughs> right? I mean, it almost it, it very nearly almost goes down. He also has a moment where he like presses his ear against her tummy, and he's like, "Is the baby in there yet?" <laughs> which I love that it kind of paints a picture that. Dominic Toretto does not know how procreation works. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's like, is it working? Yeah. Did the stork put it in your butt? <laughs> I can't wait till you poop out our baby. <laughs> I yeah. love you. Yeah. Also, can you clarify again, little B? It's not Michelle Rodriguez's kid. No. Right? It's, okay. it's, it's Elena, the Brazilian cop who he had a fling with when he thought Letty was dead. And then when he found out Letty was alive, she was like, I totally get it. And then she goes off. And then in eight, it's revealed that he had a baby. And she was like, I wasn't trying to fuck up your thing you had going on. But in keeping it a secret from Dom, she gets abducted by Cypher. And then in a moment to show how far she'll really go, Cypher executes Elena in front of Dom and little B and baby B at the time. He's a baby in front of baby B. Uh, how did I do? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great. That was a good recap. Thank you. Yeah. At that time, he didn't have a name, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In front no, of. In front she of... probably named him. No, no, she, no, no. she didn't. <laughs> she, says, she says in the movie, she says, oh, yeah, I wanted, I didn't want to name him. I wanted you to name him. That might be the result of being digmatized. Yeah. Digmatism is very present in, in these movies. In these... Or at least it was. And now Dominic Toretto, he's got to be extra careful. That's why there's no room for eroticism in this movie because he he can't de he can't let anybody get distracted. He should try to kiss Dante. He should. Oh, try he could digmatize Dante. Dante. Yeah, yeah. That's how you get in the family. Um, so yeah, so there's a moment where Dom and Letty almost have unprotected sex, as you know, 
they're as they are as they are to do as you know they yeah they i mean i think personally i think it would be maybe a little irresponsible of them to have children but who am i to say i mean <laughs> they're getting people killed what's but... the worst that could happen to a child in their care let's talk about it yeah let's find out uh what might be worse than being a child in this movie is being one of Vin Diesel's sleeves, because boy, are they blasted off in this movie, which takes us to the S in the diesel system, which stands for sleeves. Dominic Toretto, sleeveless icon, goes without saying, rocks multiple sleeveless looks in this movie. You never see him change his shirt, but he is always wearing a different shirt. Some of them some of them have short sleeves, but the majority of them, I think I counted, and he, he is seen with three sleeveless shirts on, three different sleeveless shirts. He has like a sleeveless kind of like a flannel that he's ripped the sleeves off. Yeah. He has uh, a, like a black denim sleeveless. That I like. That's the power look. And then he has like a nighttime sleepy sleeveless shirt <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. on the scene where he's trying to, you know, get it in. Well, just like he has his cars fucking shipped internationally, he probably has like a stash of his shirts at all the hideouts. Well, listen, I think, you know, we all know this. You can't have sleeves if you're trying to pull off the amazing feats of strength that Dominic Toretto is at all times pulling off. In Furious 7, he like deadlifts a Lambo. Yes. And uh, two-handed, it was like he struggled with it, but he did it. That's how powerful he is. In this one, he one-handed flips a car over. Wait, well, what's amazing about this is not only does he flip over the car, which is on its side, completely like flat on its side. First, he turns the wheel with a piece of rebar from (laughs) a bridge that he bends with his massive arms in the cab of the car. He bends it to make sure the wheel stays turned. And then he essentially, yeah, starts the car, picks it up, tilts it over, and it lands on its wheels and drives and he shoots everyone. One-handed. Can I tell you though, I laughed so hard when he picked up Brie Larson. Oh, I laughed too. I don't even know why I thought that was funny. Because it like seemed like he struggled less with the car. (laughs) Like he had an easier time flipping the car with one hand than picking up Brie Larson. Like, damn girl, how much you weigh? Well, you know what? I think this is actually a great point to bring this up. We have a handful of new characters that are joining the franchise in this movie. We mentioned Dante Reyes, played by Jason Momoa. And then we have Academy Award winner Brie Larson, who has joined the franchise. Love Brie Larson as Tess. She plays Little Miss Nobody, who is the daughter of Mr. Nobody. Um, What does she do in the movie? She gets shot. (laughs) 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 And then Jason Momoa goes and does my favorite thing in the whole movie, where he just, like is a total dick and just puts his finger right like through her bullet hole. <laughs> but anyways, Brie Larson was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she plays the new sort of agency shill who uh, is trying to pull the strings, but she can't because of another new addition to the franchise. Ugh, Alan, yeah. Alan Richson playing yeah. Ames. Spencer, what did you think of Ames? Ames, he was the guy who looked like a big upside down triangle, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who, yeah. Who tried to have a look. He was trying to look sexy. And he wear the tightest clothes possible. I think I liked his character. There is, uh, he's like this hard ass who's like, let's get these terrorists, you know, Dominic Toretto and his family. We need to, you know, kill them all, dead or alive. That's how he wanted them. And then, of course, he's one of the people who gets turned to their side and joins the Fast and Furious crew. 
or does he? I, that twist actually worked on me. I was stupidly, perhaps, surprised when Shabby, I was so upset. Yeah, I was so upset when it was like surprise. He's the one that shot down your friends. It's like this motherfucker. Well, I it's it's he was great. On our side. It works so well because they did nothing to earn it. He because yeah. like earlier in the movie, he shoots and kills some of Dante's guys and then he is shot by Dante's guys so for it to all work to the end like the yeah. reason why it's so surprising is because it makes no fucking sense yeah Dante all. acts surprised at some of Ames's actions in this movie when he's by himself which if Ames was part of the plan that he wouldn't have done that yeah. right and the, the twist being that Ames and Dante have been working together the entire time and have actually been in some form of a lucrative partnership for over 10 years what a stupid name. Ames? Ames? Like, just, your name is James. <laughs> like, you don't get to drop the J. I'm sorry. Sorry to all the Ames people out there, but that's a stupid Ames. name. I, I don't think I've ever met an Ames, and perhaps it's because they're secretly James. Well, well, the J is silent. Well, maybe it was, maybe it's, I, I thought it was like his last name. If I, I was reading that. Too, yeah, his maybe. name is James yeah. Ames. James <laughs> Ames. Officer James Ames, stop laughing. That's why he's the workout. It's so big. He is massive. What a ma what a massive man. They didn't show him next to enough small people in this movie. <laughs> I wanted to see him just deck someone and his fist go through their chest or something. He seemed like he could do it. He was so big, but he hardly punched anybody. Because uh, he can't move. Yeah, yeah. They did have him in like the tightest of clothes like like one fart would like bro would, would rip would rip every article of clothing that he had on there yeah pete davidson too another new character that we will never see again right yeah. we'll never see pete davidson again yeah i think that was that was a nice cameo good to see you jason statham came back this is a great point to kind of point out the fact that and maybe this is going to affect its final rankings on the list is that this is a huge 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 movie and Dominic Toretto is not in all of it. Vin Diesel is not in all of this movie. There are a bunch of concurrent storylines that we're following. We're following Vin Diesel's Toretto as he's trying to track down Dante. Meanwhile, Michelle Rodriguez, Letty, is in prison. And then we're also tracking Roman, Ramsey, Han, and Tej as they're trying to evade the law and get back on the grid. And then we're also following Brie Larson's Tess as she's trying to figure out what really happened. And then we're also following Ames, who's hot on the heels of trying to catch Dom. And then... It, uh, it's, it's 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 there's so oh oh and then with John Cena and Little yeah, B. I was like you live it out John Cena like there's so many storylines going on that it's you can say a bunch of storylines and still leave some out I mean it's so wild we have a Vin Diesel movie capital V capital D capital M that like less than half of it has Vin Diesel actually in it would you say that's fair yeah. I I bet you if you counted the amount of minutes that Vin Diesel is on screen it is less than forty five. Yeah, I think so, too. Easily. Definitely. Uh, I think this is the perfect time to move from sleeves to the final E of the diesel system, which stands for emotion. And it seems like we, we just covered all the stories where everything is coming together. And this is the part where we really have to talk about the fact that this movie ends on an epic cliffhanger. Woo. You know, this is only part one of something. So despite all the things that are going on in this, this is really just the first half if every Fast and Furious movie has an emotional arc, we are only halfway through that arc with this movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it's emotionally the movie is it's fear, right? Yes. It's, oh, it's it's it fears the in the the very first scene Dom has with Little B. He says, 
you're never scared. And he's like, I always go, always scared. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, we've been doing this long enough. We know means that, like, of course I get scared. <laughs> I'm scared of losing my family, my wife. Which, to be fair, has happened to him before. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love yeah. I love in the scene where he's like, I'm scared, talking to Letty. <laughs> I'm scared of losing my wife. And she goes, that's not going to happen again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She like, does have to say yeah. that. So yeah. like, statistically, what are the odds that'll yeah. happen yeah. again? You know? Can we can we talk about just the danger? Like for someone who's so afraid of losing their family or like losing their son, he's letting this how old is little B? Eight years old? He's letting him drive at eight years old. He's a Toretto, Yulissa. Yeah. He's training him. They're practicing. I trust Vin Diesel to be able to teach him. He's in the car. But no, it's like you think if he's a Toretto then he would be taught to wear a goddamn seatbelt. Every time he's in a car, there is no, not one seatbelt in sight for this child. Characteristically, it is a plot point in the movie several times that a child is not wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the very end, he buckles in because he's about to uh, drive off of a dam into a body of water. Yeah, into a body of water. So that is what that is the level that this movie says, okay, it's time for a seatbelt. Yeah. And then, never mind when he climbs his uncle's missile car. The cannon car. The cannon car. Let's talk about the goddamn cannon car. Yeah, the cannon car is a highlight of this movie. John Cena, he's been in the lab. Weirdly, it made it seem like he's like some loner, like sad man. Like, yeah, it's something I've been working on. I have a lot of free time lately because I got like divorced. Like, that's the energy that John Cena brings in that moment. I made this cannon car so I could kill myself with it. <laughs> Literally, he has such which, like, sad which, which, uncle which, vibes. Which, to bring it back to the emotion, there's something happens in this movie that rarely happens in a Fast and Furious movie, which is a character dies. I think <laughs> we're not going to be seeing John Cena again. Like, Jacob, there's no way. Jacob Toretto, who showed up in F9 as kind of this stoic, mean, tortured spy, and then shows up in Fast X as like this fun, goofy, affable uncle, sacrifices himself in the most traumatizing way for a child to see yeah yeah he, yeah he like rocket boosts himself into a gaggle of bad guy cars and then he hella blows up yeah he blows up in front of vin diesel and then vin diesel drives through the explosion of his perhaps inhaling some of his brother's ashes in that moment you know it's a traumatic thing now i you want to know how powerful that scene was was um before we saw the movie spencer you actually like accidentally gave up oh, yeah. the fact that John Cena dies in this movie in front of Ulyssa. And she was like, what the hell? It didn't matter. Yeah. When that scene goes down, I look over. Ulyssa is like a cod, just like jaw dropped, mouth open, <laughs> in utter disbelief of what is happening. Ulyssa, did you did you forget that he died? or I did not forget that he died and that Spencer spoiled it for I me. I did spoil it. <laughs> Might be. But I just didn't expect for it to be this like suicide which is what it was like he like it was like a suicide bombing yeah like it, <laughs> I, I won't say that we, you can say suicide yeah, bombing okay. it's okay i'm a kid that grew up during you know when 9-11 happened so i don't know if that's okay to say it's what it was <laughs> yeah 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 it wasn't a tr very traditional self-sacrifice moment there was not really like what are you doing no no it was just like it just happens in this movie. Hey, kids, watch this. <laughs> yeah. Like, John Cena was for the kids in this movie and then died. 
<laughs> All you hear is little little BB like, yeah. oh, go take yeah, which that kid was very good. As far as kid actors go, very good at looking traumatized. I'm I'm, I'm typically not out here for like precocious kids in oh, movies. Oh, bro, historically. But Little B, cool, my I'm, book. I'm excited He's to see him cred. in the next 20 years of Fast and Furious movies, which yeah. I think is could be what we're gearing up towards. Were you sad? Were you sad to see Jacob go? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay, moving on. <laughs> There's a lot of emotions in this movie. We're laughing, we're crying, we're feeling fear, but there is... We're murder-suiciding ourselves. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Sadly, that would be a good transition if I was one of those types of people to the next letter in the diesel system, which is L, which stands for losers. Who takes the L in this movie? Christian. First and foremost... Does Dominic Toretto take the L in this movie? Whoa! Is this the is, is this the first time a Vin Diesel character has taken the L in a movie? Because big cliffhanger ending. Listen, I, I I hope things work out for him, but what's the last the last frames of the movie are or what? It's him standing at the bottom of a dam that's about to explode and murder him and his son after he's already lost everything. Is is the next movie going to open immediately with a dam exploding? <laughs> is that going to be the first frame of Fast X Part 2 or whatever they call it? It's just like, boom, is how the movie opens. Level with me. Does Vin Diesel take the L? We're going to take the L here because we know the W is coming later. It's, there's going to be a movie that has Part 2 in the name. And it's going to be one where Vin Diesel has this uproarious champion win over Dante. So he's willing to take this L, I think. I don't know. This is like the closest, I think, a character has come to taking an L like that. Like, And also, all of his friends die off screen. In big quotes. But well, yeah. we didn't see them die. Yeah. Dude, they we, did we, get we, blown we, up. Yeah, though. we just saw an airplane take a bazooka to the wing and then, like, <laughs> go behind a mountain and there was a giant, just, like, fireball, um, which means that they're totally fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It means they're completely fine. They're going to start the next one just, like, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> just they're out coughing, like, damn, this smells worse than your yeah. cooking, oh, Roman. Yeah, honey, are you okay? He's like, yeah, oh, my God. I can't see. Rams, are you okay? Oh, my God. What is it? Roman, where, where's Tej? Oh, Tej is probably fine. And the Tej just exploded and just ripped in half, <laughs> scattered on the Portuguese yeah. cliffside. Just like, oh, yeah. no. Also, we got to hear a sentence I never thought I'd hear in my entire life. We got to hear Ludacris say the words Portuguese airspace, <laughs> which like are just like weird words to me. It's like, we're flying to the Portuguese airspace. And it's like, oh. Everything they have Ludacris say in yeah. these movies is... Yeah. Is ludicrous. <laughs> Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. We got to backtrace the IP addresses through the firewall to the end of the time space continuum. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, yo, it's just every single time they need a character to say all that mumbo jumbo. It's like, just get Tej. I will say, though, among the incredibly stupid, ridiculous things that happens that, that Ludacris says, I think this goes to my next supplemental L. And that's once more Roman Pierce is taking the L in one of these movies. Besmirched, disrespected, embarrassed, he loses a fight to Ludacris. Oh, we got it. Ludacris? Yeah, I'm sorry, but I need to talk about the fight between Tyrese and Ludacris because, oh my God, first (laughs) of all, an unbelievable fight that Ludacris would win against Roman, right? It's just, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't. 
Yeah, ludicrous. Who's 139 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like it's just 139 pound, like 48 year old. Like Tyrese is like a massive man. He's in excellent shape. Also, I thought that fight could have gone a little harder. That was like an eighth grade level fight. That was the two of them going. I don't really want to learn stunt choreography. Can you just throw me against the copier and then and then I'll throw some dust in the air? Yeah. In a way that, I don't know where that dust the came dust from. Thing yeah, didn't make any sense. Not only does he lose, does Roman lose a fight to Tej? He's like ridiculed and made fun of. Then when he gets up, he is sweating so much. Oh my god, I didn't catch that the first time. He gets up and completely drenched in sweat after throwing three punches and falling down. He, he is wetter after a scrap with with Tej than Dom and little BR after they jump into the river after they dump off the dam. He is sopping in that scene. I'm so, yeah. that, is, that was hilarious. And I love that character. I think that's what it is. I think I'm taken up for the character because, you know, he's a clown in these movies and everything's at his expense. None of this would have happened <laughs> if, if if Roman wasn't in charge of the mission in Rome. Yeah. yeah. Because somebody else would have like sniffed out the bad intel or would have not gotten caught out. But because it was the first mission that Roman was in charge of, everybody died. Yeah. Literally so yeah. many people died. They're oh. gonna kill Jason Statham's mom. <laughs> fucking the airplane went down. John Cena fucking killed himself. Fucking Letty's in fucking Antarctica making a deal with the devil. All because Roman was like, let me do one. And Vin Diesel, I love, I love Dom's like reasoning is like Han's like, what, what's the deal with Roman? Oh, he asked. So how are you going to say no to Roman? Which is like, um, how about lives are on the line? Yeah. <laughs> this is why you say no, Dom. But I liked, um, <laughs> I like the character of Roman. I like that he's a silly, goofy guy, and I love that. I mean, ejecto cedo cuz is funny to me, you know? I love all that stuff that Roman brings to the franchise, but then it's like they kind of fell in love with that aspect, like in this one, like they're like, Make Roman poop his pants in this one. <laughs> yeah, pants him. Yeah, yeah. pants him in front of pants hot girls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't mean to pull down your. I didn't know you were going commando, bro. Like that's Ludacris's line. You know, you just see Roman's butt, <laughs> 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 and just like a girl takes a picture. Like that is that does feel like it could happen in the next one. <laughs> oh my god. So listen, the machine has a lot of work to do today. This is an epic opus that's really only the first half of the conclusion of the biggest franchise Vin Diesel's ever had. So it's going to take a beat to do it. But while the machine is cranking away, why don't we take one last trip this season on a segment we love to call a moment in time. We're not taking a trip too far back into time because this movie is out now. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, we saw it in theaters today. So. Yeah, we saw it here in June 2023. Hopefully uh, that's not like, I mean, imagine if we had said that in March 2020. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's March 2020. Things are going great. And But this movie, despite being just a few weeks old, feels like it was such a crazy long time coming. The story behind it is almost as intense as what you saw on screen. Justin Lin, who directed parts three, four five, six, and then came back for nine, was going to stay to wrap up a final two-parter. Uh, so he's back now, and he's going to bring us in for a nice smooth landing. Or so we thought, because a week into production, Justin Lin released the following tweet. 
With the support of Universal, I have made the difficult decision to step back as director of Fast X. So the man who had been the franchise's greatest collaborator exits the project a week into shooting, citing creative differences. Now, there's been a bunch of rumors online that this was because of Vin's control of the franchise and things constantly changing, them rewriting the script in real time, booking locations and setting up these big action set pieces and things going back and forth. But no matter whose fault it was, no matter who's to blame, it happened. Justin Lin exited. He stayed on as a producer. And this is where we start to talk about the production of the movie a little bit more. So the budget was initially reported to be at $300 million. Which is crazy expensive, right? I mean, this movie looks like it cost a bazillion dollars. Like, I don't know how much movies cost. That, so. is, that is like Avenger level movie. Like, The Last Doctor Strange didn't cost $300 million. Oh, dang. You know oh what I mean? The last, the last Thor movie did not cost $300 million. You know, you have the amazing list of A-list talent that you have to pay. Mm. Like, above the line alone to get everybody to come back. There's also shot during COVID. You know, the COVID costs of sort of like safe practices on set inflate the cost dramatically. And then you have sort of this stop down where you have to negotiate the exit of a high profile director and you got to get somebody else new to come in there. They tried to get a bunch of people back. Uh, F. Gary Gray, who directed A Man Apart <laughs> and The Fate of the Furious. Uh, he was busy shooting a Kevin Hart movies. So he couldn't come in. Uh, James Wan, who directed Furious 7. He was busy doing posts on Aquaman. He couldn't come in. Um, so they went to uh, somebody who's new to the franchise, but is actually a massive fan of the Fast franchise. And that's director Louis Leterrier, who did the Transporter movies. Oh, that's how I know his name. Okay. Uh, and then he did some big budget blockbuster stuff. He did Clash of the Titans and the first Now You See Me. Oh, he did the, the, the Ed Norton Incredible Hulk, too. Oh, which I like a lot, actually. So Louis Leterrier, he takes like a 6 a.m. meeting he looks at the script. I think they give him like 24 hours of the script. And then he's on a plane flying to Europe while the movie is in production. So the uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Charlie Theron fight scene was done while there was no director on the movie. They shot that. The second unit shot that. The second unit is kind of like that. They're the big action unit. Mm -hmm. They were continuing to shoot some of those scenes while there was no formal director at the helm. So Louis Leterrier had to come in to a movie that was in progress and sort of like bring it in for a landing. So again, in many cases, the fact that the movie works and again, it might not work for you better than it works for some. It's kind of nuts that the movie works at all. Yeah, it, it makes sense. It has a beginning, middle and end. You know, if Louis was going to board this project, he was going to have to jump in somebody else's sandbox. And Vin Diesel is now the head producer on these movies. Uh, so this is Louis talking about his working relationship with the man himself. Oh, my big brother twin is Vin Diesel. I have spent so much time with him, with this amazing man on set after work, like two, three, four hours every night thinking about the next day, the next week, the next month, the next project. And Vin is a tireless worker. Like we work every weekend. We still do. Uh, he, you know, he, he's been an amazing, amazing partner. Wow. An amazing, amazing partner. The results were speak for themselves because Universal and the team asked him to stay on and direct part two of this. And hopefully, if you had any issues with this one, you won't have them in the next one because, you know, it'll be the same director the entire time. Yeah, a singular vision. A singular vision. A little French vision. So they brought it in for landing. I mentioned this might work for some, might not work for others. 
let's look at the critical consensus. This movie's been out for a few weeks now. I think we have a pretty good understanding of where this is going to lie within everybody's global reactions to it. Team, you think you think rotten? You think fresh? I think rotten. Mm-hmm. Okay. People are haters. Fast and Furious is in the punching bag of movie critics, you know? They're giving it, I think, 41%. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's about where it probably lands. Maybe, like, since it's so split, maybe let's say 46%. Okay. Still rotten. Fast X is currently sitting at a 55%. Whoa. Is that still fresh? Rotten. Oh, that's no, rotten. That's rotten. That's rotten. rotten. Oh, that's a shame. It's just, it, it was fresh for a minute, and then 60 is fresh. Okay. I always think of it this way, is that, like, 55% for somebody who was, like, an A student feels like an F. 55% is actually half. 55% is more people who voted for the last president. You know what I mean? Like the, our, our, our current president was not voted by, by 55% of the public. Oh. You know what I mean? So put it in those certain that terms. perspective, it's actually sounds like a roaring success. Yeah, it's, it's not a movie that is 55% good. It is a movie that 55% of the critical audience appreciated. And I think the consensus is kind of with that in mind. Uh, the consensus is... As irredeemably silly as it is satisfyingly self-aware, Fast X should rev the engines of longtime fans while leaving many newcomers in neutral. Newcomers? Who are you talking to, Moot? There's fucking 11 of these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do think, hey, it rings true. And for a movie that's at 55%, I think it, the consensus is a little bit more positive. That's true. Than you'd think. Yeah. It, it gives it up for the movie a little bit. Um, somebody who's not able to give it up for the movie because he's dead, is Roger Ebert. Uh, we you know we love going to Roger Ebert's uh, reviews of Vin Diesel's movies because he is like a secret fan. He was. Obviously, we can't do that for Fast X. So I thought we'd try something new today. You know, the, the podcast has a lot of friends. Some of them have been on the show. Some of them support the show. So we thought it'd be good to go out to our community of other Vin Diesel aficionados and pull a review. Yeah, we've got a really deep well of Vin Diesel scientists and guest scientists that we want to bring on and really want to highlight the voices that are out there. And today we've got a special one from our massive Vin Diesel fan and community member, Bagel Gary. Also, Bagel Gary, that's like his handle. Uh, <laughs> I thought his name was Bagel Gary. What do you mean? His first name is not Bagel? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> his name is Gary, and from what I can tell, he's a big fan of bagels and Vin Diesel, which, you know, seems pretty unproblematic to me. I think we can get yeah, behind it. Yeah, yeah. We're Bagel Gary fans on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so we told Bagel Gary that we would love to hear his review of Fast X, but given that it is a fast film, it needs to be a fast review. So we gave him a 30 second limit <laughs> to review Fast X. Let's roll. Let's let's throw it to Bagel Gary for what we are calling a bagel bite. Hi, the diesel system. Gary here. And I just came back from seeing Fast 10. But I got to be quick, though. Dante and his boyfriend are after me after I stepped in his shoes by accident at the Minions Ride at Universal Studios. But I like to say that Fast 10 is a certified VDM Vin Diesel movie. It's got family. It got the dick energy. It got everything that you ever want in a Vin Diesel movie. Oh, shit. He's here. 
Uh, wow, I guess that'll be the last bagel bite that we hear. Um, because rest in peace, this one's for you, Bagel Gary. Yeah, we'll pour, pour one out for you, homie. I, I mean, just like Fast X ends on this epic cliffhanger, oh. we'll have to we'll have to wait maybe three or four years to see what happens to Bagel Gary. How's Bagel Gary gonna get out of this one? So now we know what the critical consensus of the movie was, but it's not over there before we even get to the box office there's two more things we have to address and that is that the promotional machine for the franchise as a whole not just this movie is ongoing and while they were at the world premiere of the movie standing in front of the Colosseum in Rome Vin Diesel had a bit of a bit of breaking news going into making this movie the studio had asked if this could be a two-parter and after the studio saw this part one they said, could you make Fast X, the finale, a trilogy? So are you guys confirming right now well, that I'm we're getting a third movie? Wait, did that just happen? Wait, 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 where are you guys going? Are you kidding me right now? So at the premiere, Vin Diesel says, hey, y'all know this is a two-parter, right? What if it was a three-parter? And this is where you kind of wonder the directions it could go in. And this is where we have to talk about the elephant in the room. A man we have not brought up on the podcast for obvious reasons, but things change. What happens at the very end of the Fast X? The Rock comes back. The man, a man who has famously been feuding with Vin Diesel during the, yeah. the short tenure of our podcast has returned to the fold. And honestly, it, I was very surprised. I went into this completely unspoiled. I did not know The Rock was coming back. We saw it opening weekend. And when he came out, I mean, it's very obvious that it's him, even though he's wearing a huge mask. He's all, but a man with The Rock's exact build goes into <laughs> a room completely covered. And it's like, oh, I wonder who this is. <laughs> I was I was really shocked because, I mean, I just assumed they would never work together again, you know? How does, it, it, how does it feel to have Hobbs back in the franchise? Uh, the Rock calls himself Franchise Viagra. <laughs> and you know what? I don't think the Fast franchise needs Viagra. I but, think, I think the uh, Fast franchise can get it up on its own. Yeah, exactly. But aren't you curious what it can do with some Viagra? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think there's a million questions asked when he showed back up. And then DJ waited a few weeks for the chatter to die down, and he finally released an official statement uh, regarding his return to the franchise and addressing the beef he had with Vin Diesel. You guys have been waiting for over a week now for me to confirm. Uh, So I am 100% confirming to you guys around the world that yes, it is true. Hobbs is back. Hobbs is back in the Fast and Furious franchise. So in terms of the why, you know, when you, despite us having our differences, me and Vin, we've been like brothers for years. And despite having our differences, you just think about the future and you think about plans that are much bigger than ourselves. And those bigger plans are the bigger build-outs. Those bigger plans are the North Star. In this case, the North Star is the franchise that we love, the North Star are characters that we love, and the North Star are fans that we love. The headline here, though, is that the, the beef the, is squashed. The, the, the war is over. Yeah. We can finally, we can finally acknowledge Dwayne The Rock Johnson on the diesel system. They have united under a North Star towards the fans, and I, as a fan, 
I'm ready to welcome Dwayne Johnson back to the mainline franchise. Yeah. Of I'm Fast here and for Furious. it. I'm here for it. And this is what Vin was hinting at at the premiere. Because now, if you think of the trilogy that's ending the movie, there's Fast X. Next up is going to be a Hobbes movie. That's Hobbes dealing with Dante. It's kind of an in-between quill. Not quite a squeakquel, not quite a sequel. <laughs> and then everybody's coming back. Oh. And then there's Fast X Part 2 which is really fast 14. <laughs> uh, and that will be the epic conclusion where hopefully everybody gets back together and we get to see these two men. On screen. Hug. 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 <laughs> Hug. No, I want to see them kiss. Kiss. <laughs> wow. But for whatever reason, we don't know, whatever reason at all, The Rock would decide to come back to the Fast and Furious franchise. Nobody can say. The Rock just decided to come back of his own volition. And it's great. We love to have him back. I will. I rarely offer my opinion on the podcast. I will say Hobbs might be my favorite character in the Fast franchise. Wow! Fucking love Hobbs. Wow. I fucking love Hobbs. I haven't been able to say that for years. Been holding it. In. Been holding, holding it in. in. So it's a great day. Family is about welcoming back people with open arms, no matter the circumstances. And I think it's really big of Vin and The Rock to squash their beef. For millions of dollars. Yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of millions, um, let's, let's less of a guessing game this time because the movie is currently out right now. Uh, but Fast X is currently, as of right now, looking at a worldwide total of over $600 million. Wow. Ow. So it's made its money back. Uh, well, you remember this was a very, very, very expensive movie to make because of a bunch of circumstances that will not be the same for the, for the, the next two that they make. So... I think it's doing well for a fast movie. Uh, it's maybe being hurt a little bit because the budget was so high, but I think that'll be rectified going forward. Great. That's good to hear because I know that when Fast X was first shooting, the only thing coming out about the movie is the turmoil that's surrounding the production. And all of that just made me nervous for it. And now, what a great turnaround for this movie, which has been no, almost no movie can make it out of that sort of production hell of changing directors. But Fast X, I think, turned it around. Family. Family. Familia. Family. Oh! Oh my goodness! Here it comes! Oh my gosh! Okay, let me... Ooh, the last paper. one of the season always feels Ooh, crisp. It's so special, and here it is. And Fast X comes in at number eight. Whoa. Yes, Fast X, that puts it between Guardians of the Galaxy and the Pacifier. So Guardians of the Galaxy in front, the Pacifier bringing up the rear. Wow. I think I, I think it makes sense because while this movie does have big VDM energy all over it, it is... It's an ensemble piece. In many ways, this is Fast and Furious Infinity War. It's got a lot of ground to cover, and Vin isn't in all the movie. Vin is poised to die? At the, like, at the moment this movie stops, if I were a computer analyzing it, I would go, oh my goodness, this man is about to die. <laughs> you know? So I think it's missing some data, and that we can find in the second movie. So perhaps even Fast X Part 2, or whatever they end up calling it, maybe that is the best Vin Diesel movie. Who knows, once it has all the data. I just can't, like, focus because of, like, the lavender scent coming from the machine. Is that new? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. Is Dante oh, tampering with the machine? Oh, no. What if he did that? Oh. Oh, oh God. Can Are we... we trust this placement? Are we going to end on a cliffhanger, too? Oh. Is, is something wrong with, with the, the machine? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Almost. Yeah, you could just do it. We don't have to yeah. say it together. <laughs> yeah. Is something wrong with the diesel system? The Diesel System is a Casa Linda production. Hosted by Spencer Campbell and Christian Silva. Produced by me, Ulyssa Morales. Our executive producer is Vin Diesel, whether he likes it or not. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever books are sold. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at The Diesel System. Bye!